Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And today we are going to deep dive or dive as much as we can, I should yeah. probably say, <laughs> into the store anthropology and as many brands as we can talk about. Yeah, this is a long episode, just so you guys know. It's uh, 12 pages of notes. <laughs> so this is packed with lots of information, and we can't wait to dive in. So we're just going to get right to it, and we will see you at the table. Uh, before we start, thank you, Jen, for taking the lead on this episode. This is Jen's baby. She's been wanting to do it for a while, um, and it's taken some time of research and and kind of yes. going through videos and, and everything. So thank you, Jen, for taking this on. <laughs> No, no problem. I love doing this type of stuff. You know, um, I love understanding the history behind the brands. I think a lot of times we as resellers, we we just, we focus just on the brand, on the brand, but sometimes we don't understand the why. I always have like to figure out the why with things, you know, mm-hmm. I think it also helps me understand a little bit better. So that's kind of where I wanted to, to start the conversation was just about why do we want to talk about anthropology? And, you know, I want to say that ever since I started thrifting and reselling, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Daniela, like everyone always talks about anthropology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always a big thing. So it's like, whether you love it, you hate it, it's dead, it's making a comeback. You know, people are just always talking about this brand. And more often than not, I have always seen this brand as a top seller from oh, multiple yeah. different resellers, right? Absolutely. It's my, in my top three anthropology. It's one of my top three. Now, is it easier to come across anthropology now than it was before? Yeah, because they've opened up more stores and it's more accessible and, you know, the website, all that kind of stuff. Um, But I think it's such a staple and they make such staple pieces. Uh, And Mm -hmm. you guys will learn this as we go on, but like, they're just known for certain things and it doesn't matter if it's from the early 2000s or from last year, like people look for certain styles and certain brands from anthropology. And I think that's why it's a constant seller. Um, I like it. I own plenty of anthropology myself. It's one of my favorite stores Mm -hmm. to go to. Me too. Me too. And I think there's a lot of key factors behind that. Um, You know, one of the biggest things is that anthropology has really kind of revamped their store. I would say Mm, they're kind of like, kind of just coasting there for a while. And I think that ever since they kind of revamped, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, you know, um, but also bringing in plus sizes, being more inclusive has really opened up their demographic and their market. And then um, another big thing is that anthropology was really, I would say market, I would say it's marketed more towards millennials, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, and even from the beginning, I remember when I was younger in my early 20s, I loved the idea of anthropology, but it was so incredibly expensive. Yeah. And now that as we've gotten older, it's just so much more accessible now that, you know, we have more income or you you kind of know what you like. So you're willing to invest in mm-hmm. a piece that's a little bit more expensive. Um, but it's definitely, like I said, it's been this like love-hate relationship, I think, for a lot of people, right? And I have to say, if you're going to be serious about reselling, like, you need to know anthropology. You really, Mm -hmm. really do. Because like we said, there's a lot of money to be made there. But the problem with anthropology is that there are hundreds of house brands, collaborations, guest brands, all under the same roof. So you kind of want to think of anthropology, too, as like a like a revolve almost. Yeah, it's a department store. Right? Yes, That's what it is. Yes. 
Yeah, exactly. That's that's a great way to put it. Yeah, it's like a department store. And like Daniela mentioned, like people have been obsessed with this brand all these years. I've been obsessed with this brand for 20 years, I would say now. I've known a lot of women also my age that are also been obsessed with this brand. And what this brand has done really well is like it it it's almost like it it grows with its demographic, Mm -hmm. you know, because lots of times, a lot of brands that you see, I know for myself, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Danielle, you just think I've outgrown that brand. Yes. I'm not ready for that brand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a little too mature and this is a little too young. A hundred percent. I've got my, I've got my brands that I'm like, "Mm, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) But then you see certain things and you're like, "Mm, but I really love those Chico pants with the elastic band. I'm not going to lie. I can make those work. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. But then like I was at the mall last night because I actually, I went to anthropology last night for my last quick little scan mm. and everything. And um, like I saw American Eagle, for example, and I was way too old for that. And both of us were just like, we're too old for that. We yes. like, they had pretty things, but I were like, no, we'd like pass. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but you know, like we said, people have really just been obsessed with this brand for all these years and people are still looking like Daniela said for key pieces. We said, whether it's from last season or like 19 seasons past, people mm-hmm. are still out there looking for this stuff. But of course, with that said, not all anthro should be treated equally. Yeah. And that's kind of something that we're going to talk about more today. So On today's episode, the way that we're going to kind of break this down is that we're first going to go over the history of the brand, because honestly, it's a very interesting one, and I don't really hear anybody talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we're going to talk about, like we said, as many house brands, and I'm going to call them guest brands. Anthropology calls them exclusive brands, but they're not exclusive. I'll talk about the difference between what- I was just going to say, some of those brands that they consider exclusive, you can find other places. So it's not like- You can find everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. So I call them like guest brands, right? Because they're in for like a couple years maybe, and then they're out. So, um, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, what is worth picking up um, and then what categories you should focus on. Now, if you're a part of our Patreon group, this is our shameless plug, as always, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we're going to actually go into more details about the things that you should be leaving behind or skipping. Um, And we're also going to talk about some unicorn pieces that you really should be on the lookout. I'm talking like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. um, These pieces. And And I have found one. So don't think it's not possible because I have found one and I have sold one. It's crazy. I can't believe that you found one. That's absolutely amazing. So (laughs) Um, you know, if you're not a member, we would absolutely love for you to join. So, you know, we provide so much additional content for, for you folks here. We do further deep, deep dives, you know, like we are going to be doing today. We have our trends magazine too, that is coming out, that has come out. We have the first issue already out. We do bonus episodes and we even do monthly zoom calls and it's only for $5 a month. Yeah. We love our friends and we don't want you to pay a lot. So No, absolutely Five bucks. not. Five bucks. <laughs> so that's our shameless plug. So, yeah. um, Daniela, why don't you go into like the history then of anthropology? Okay. So I'm going to preface with, I knew absolutely none of the history of anthropology. So this was really fun for me to kind of dive in and take a look at how it was founded and how all the other sub-brands um, came about. So what is anthropology before we go into the history? Anthropology, like we said, is not your average one of the mill department store. It is unique. It draws inspiration from, we're going to say, five different types of things here. Boho chic, 
most definitely soft and delicate so I think of like chiffons and like the whimsical type of a look Mm -hmm. easy cool is another one that came up so for me easy cool is like the loungewear or like the the um the baggy jeans and like right like just the the but like an easy oversized button down type of shirt like just an everyday type of thing that we would probably wear um they're elegant classic pieces their dresses that they come out with, right? And then modern sport, which is more of a, it's a more current thing that anthropology has really yes. put into their stores where they have athletic wear and they have like this whole new line of things that they've come out with to kind of go with the um, the emphasis of athleisure that kind of came up in 2020. They've adopted that as well. So basically anyone can shop anthropology now. It is not just that one specific bohemian look anymore. It is really expanded. Um, when you step into an anthropology store, if you have never been in an anthropology store, highly recommend you go into one because it yes. is an experience. Okay. I like to go in there just to relax sometimes on my lunch break. I want to live. I want to live there. <laughs> yes. But it's like this, you feel like you're being transported to another country. Like I think of like Morocco or something like that, right? Where there's all these mm-hmm. beautiful ethnic colors and textures and patterns and the the textiles and the dishware and like just the, the fabrics, the smell. Anthropology is a very distinct smell because they light their candles in certain areas and spray their room sprays in different spots. So it gives you like this exotic type of feel to it. Mm-hmm. They They also make their displays. It's like a whole article on this. I didn't dive too much into it, but if you guys want to look at it, I think they've done interviews with their designers who actually create the displays for the stores. And I saw um, that. Yeah. And they really fascinating. It is. Mm -hmm. And they basically want you to interact with everything. That's the whole point of going into anthropology. They want you to touch everything. They want you to feel it. They want you to, to play with it. Whatever it is, they want you to engage with their product and the and the stuff that's on the shelves and the racks. So you get a full experience which I think is so different than what we see in a like traditional department store, right? Traditional yes, department absolutely. store, you don't touch things. You walk by, but like you don't like when you go into a Saks or you go into a Bloomingdale's, like you're not really touching the stuff, right? You're not touching the Louis Vuittons. You're looking. No, it's, it's intimidating. I think it's it intimidating is. a little bit, you know, and, and like you said, but I, it's funny that you're, you're mentioning this, like it is, it's, it's a whole experience. And I think that when anthropology first came out, it was like a store like none other I think the only other store that was kind of doing this and I, I just I laugh and I only realized this because again I was at the mall yesterday um was Hollister you oh know, yeah good into point. Hollister because they used to pump like their cologne <laughs> there mm. and they would have music Abercrombie too oh. and I remember but that's where I remember like going into that that was like one of the times where I realized I was older because I walked into that store and I was like I can't do this anymore and then I walked into an anthropology I was like oh this is nice <laughs> these are my people <laughs> Um, so getting a little bit into the history now, anthropology is an American retailer. So American, American made, uh, operations are in the U S Canada and UK, and they sell clothing, jewelry, furniture, decorations, beauty products, gifts, all the things. Um, it is part of the urban or U R B N that's how you'll see it brand, which includes urban outfitters, free people. How do you say this? Bald it? Holden. I think Holden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. B-H-L-D-N. You'll see that on dresses and terrain, which was new to me. And we'll go into terrain later on. Okay. So who founded Urban? In the 1970s, 23-year-old Richard Hain and his college roommate, Scott Belair, needed to come up with a project for their entrepreneurial class. So this was in the 70s. All right. Mm-hmm. They decided to open up a store in Philadelphia called Free People. But this is not free people that we know today. Okay. It was 
It was also rumored that Richard's ex-wife was a co-founder. There's like not too much information on her. Stop. Isn't yeah, that weird? It's so odd. Yeah, it's There's weird. There's like nothing oh, really on her. Uh, like a, wo- a woman gets shut out. <laughs> yeah. So we're just, that's all we know is that she maybe co-founded it with him. Um, maybe. So Free People in the 70s was a place where like you could get ethnic jewelry and cannabis accessories and houseware and secondhand clothes. So it was like hippie paradise. <laughs> that's really what it was. <laughs> like it's not free people that we know today, but I can understand how free people develop to what it is today based off of this. Um, so that was their first business venture that they did. And all the items in free people were marked as at an affordable price point. Like that was their goal was to have affordable things for people. And from free people, we then got urban outfitters and this was mm-hmm. a second business plan. So Richard opened up a second store called urban outfitters, which was geared towards the younger rich college generation. And, uh, he, that's just, that's just what he ended up doing. And I can remember when I was in like, maybe junior, senior in high school. And my first few years of college, I would go into urban outfitters in Providence. And I used to be like, I can't afford any of this, but this stuff is cool. I know I, know I wanted to be such an urban outfitters person. I really yes. did. I remember always walking in there and being like, this is my scene. This is where I belong. Yep. And then it was like, probably at that time, like $50 for a t-shirt. And I'm just yes. like, and you're like, no, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I make minimum oh, wage. I can't do this. Yep. So <laughs> what ends up happening with Urban Outfitters, it's obviously doing really well. Free people is doing really well. But Richard is not a college student anymore at this point. And um, he's realizing that this isn't really the crowded demographic that I want to now focus my attention on. And he wanted to build a store that was geared towards an older demographic. And we're going to say like 30s to 50s, like in that range. That's where he really wanted to focus his energy. So Richard, along with his architect friend, Ron Pompey, traveled the world, visiting museums, local markets, feeling various textures that would tell a story. And their goal was to formulate something that you would feel throughout your whole body. So it was like a full body experience. That's what they wanted. That was like their mantra for anthropology. It was who you are. So like everything that encompasses who you are as a person At this point, this is like when individuality is starting to really make the scene too, where, you know, you want to be who you are and they wanted customers to really enhance their identity. The goal was to connect with their customers through unique products and in an engaging store design, which I think they have nailed from day one. Um, Instead of transforming buildings into something new, they always looked to restore buildings or preserve the building's natural features which I think is when you go to an anthropology in a big city and it's like a standalone store, not in like a strip mall or anything, you can see that. Like they take these old brick buildings and they they take all the paint away and they just expose the brick and they really want to keep the history alive of the building, which I admire. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, so how yeah. is anthropology born, right? Like we're talking about the evolution here. And the information's a little conflicting because some sites say 1991, some say 1992. It's kind of all over the place. But we're going to say early 1990s, okay? Anthropology (laughs) opened its first freestanding store, and it was in a refurbished automobile shop in Pennsylvania. Really unique. I think that's great. Yeah. Did you see the pictures of that? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. Anthropology focused on selling chiffon looks. So here we get that whimsical, right? Very airy, whimsical look. Solid and printed lamb's wool leather, which I think they still carry over today. They always have some type of printed sweater of some sort. 
mini skirts. So you're getting a, a an idea of where we're at in, in the world of fashion. That <laughs> mini skirts were the thing, and they were doing leggings at the time. In 1993, Urban went public, and today they currently trade on the Nasdaq Exchange. So they and they do very well. If you were to go look at their stocks, there they do very very well. Okay, so in 1998, Anthropology now is like, okay, we're we're doing some good things, but we got to reach a bigger market. We're only in Pennsylvania. What like what are we going to do here? Well, they start a mail order catalog. This was oh, huge yeah. in the 90s. That catalog was stunning. Yeah, Absolutely right. Stunning. Mm-hmm. And how else are you going to get anthropology? Because it's 1998. Not everyone has the internet yet. And you only have one location and it's in Pennsylvania. So unless they're coming to you, you're not getting, you're not getting that other right. exposure. So this was really smart. But then they also did another really smart thing because like I said, the internet's coming on the scene now, 1998. They launched their own website in 1998. That is impressive because that was mm-hmm. extremely difficult to do in 1998 and expensive. Oh yeah, 100%, 100%. It's so funny how we talk about this kind of stuff because it's like, it was really trailblazing for a company yes. to have a website at that time. You know, it just was not, not the norm at all. Oh, no, no you way. need to be mm-hmm. making big bucks to have a website at that time because Absolutely. that was a lot of money to do. So, okay. We have a website, Urban Outfitters website launched in 2000. So we have Anthropology's website came out in 1998 because that was clearly where they were focusing their energy on and probably what brought them in the majority of their money, given what who they were trying to um, advertise to. Then Urban Outfitters came out with the website in 2000. Free People came out with the website in 2004. So not that long ago. I think we forget because we kind of grew into the internet. That was kind of like the millennial mm-hmm. generation grew into it. Right. And the younger generations probably don't realize this, but like things haven't been on the internet for that long. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. <laughs> we haven't been on the internet for that long in the grand scheme of things yeah. either. Like it was a military so thing it's like, back yeah, in the day. It's very interesting. <laughs> okay. So here's something that I didn't know about anthropology. I don't know if Jen knew about anthropology, but they used to do mm-hmm. wholesale. I didn't know that. So Urban Outfitters had a lot of private labels within the brand. And people really wanted it. But in order to meet the demand, because they had an overwhelming amount of it, they had to create a wholesale line, which I think is so interesting because my guess is, I don't know because I didn't find this in the research, is that boutiques probably wanted to carry some of their items or like Mm -hmm. specialty stores. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. only way for that to happen would be to create wholesale, which is why we see these brands to this day still in like boutique type of shops. Um, It was so well-received that they decided to separate it into its own business. I don't know if the wholesale is still a thing. I'm assuming it is, um, but I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure from what I understand. What I'm assuming is no, but um, I think that a lot of brands, they do this. So like Lululemon, for example, did this. Mm. A lot of brands do this before it's almost like before they have their infrastructure set up yeah you know it's just a way for them to reach to have a bigger reach and a broader audience so it's like rather than them spending the money on like building a store you know what I mean designing the store having all the racks hiring people they just they just end up getting partners and then selling right in smaller boutiques so a lot that lots of times that's just like a way for them to just like get a bigger reach and a bigger audience um, and to build up their popularity, build up their capital so that then they can start building out their own stores. Yeah. 
Well, what we're going to see in the evolution of all this is in 2009, Anthropology opened its first international store. So they're doing well in the U.S. Let's expand. I don't know when they went into Canada. I couldn't find that. Mm -hmm. um, but in 2009, they went to, into London. And I'm going to assume they probably went into Canada around the same time. Um, and the rest of the urban brands as well went into the U.K. So Urban Outfitters, Free People, and Anthropology. In 2019... Urban Outfitters announced that they're going to be opening their home outlet in Pittsburgh, which I have yet to visit and I want to go so bad. I know. I know. I think that they have two. I think there's two in the U.S. I think yeah. there's one there and I know there's one in New Jersey. Ah, um, okay. They're called, um, what are they called? Last, no, not last chance. That's nope, last final chance. Cut. We were on store. Final cut. Final oh, cut. Okay. Okay. So yeah. if you guys don't know that, if you're looking for furniture, and you love anthropology furniture, you can get but it at a also, discount. They there. also do have clothing. Ah, okay. At least in the one in New Jersey, they do. There are some videos of some resellers that have gone to mm -hmm. Final Cut. And I think that like um we can we can put it all in the show notes of the people yeah. that have done it, but people that we followed have gone there and yeah. have done really great videos about showing what they've gotten there. In the oh, pieces. what's her name went there? New York, the New York YouTuber the New that York, I used to watch. New York Thrifter. Yeah. I think yeah. she went there. She went there. I think MC Hanger went there. I think um, 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 Melinda went there. Um, okay. I'm, I'm blanking on her her handle name and stuff, but we'll put it all in the show notes and stuff of all these really great YouTube videos of like yeah. final final cut and like all the furniture there and all the clothing that's there because it's basically like a big bins. Yeah. You know, you go mm -hmm. in there. However, they do cut the tags though. Well, from last time I remember when you go there, they do cut they cut out the names or something. So you can't really resell them. They say it so you can't return them into yeah. a regular store, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, I don't know the specifics because there isn't too much information on it, but there's a switching of hands in terms of owning and operating the urban brands. Um, we do know that in 2021, the CEO of Anthropology, Hillary Super, steps down and Trisha Smith, who worked in, in Nordstrom for 26 years, is now the current um, CEO. And I will say she's doing some pretty amazing things. Absolutely. She's really taken on anthropology and it has just grown and become something that I didn't even think, I don't think they realized it could become. And you can credit those 26 years of Nordstrom <laughs> in, in doing that. That was a smart, smart move. Um, mm -hmm. But we have some other fun facts about urban brands. So they've acquired and done some other business ventures which I didn't know about. This was new to me. But in 2008, they acquired a garden center. It's called J. Franklin Styers Nurseries. It was a popular uh, garden center in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. And uh, that was one of America's most respected names in the horticulture. I've never heard of that. What's a horticulture? Hort hortic horticulture. Yeah. So it's just like plants, the study of like gotcha. plants. Gotcha. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so they've been around since 1890. Anthropology takes it over, or Urban, I should say, takes it over. And they've now renamed it Terrain of Styers. So it's their new business venture where they've kind of gardening. enhanced the garden center experience. Fancy gardening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they've got a retail <laughs> store, an event space, a cafe. Uh, the idea was to merge the house and garden to create an experience of all senses. Again, this is like their biggest thing of anthropology is they want you to feel and sense everything, as well as catering to our customers with a variety of products and services to captivate her imagination, so clearly geared towards women, enhance her life, and bolster her community. So they're they're that's the female. That's what they're thinking of. Mm -hmm. Then they have this other cool thing called Shop 543. 
Um, it's a culinary hub for the urban employees and the public. So they have their own eatery, which I think is great. It's right next to the Terrain Cafe. And um, I don't think they expected this to grow the way that it did, but it has grown and it does brunch and dinner. And I think I would like to visit it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, it looks really, really nice. Um, I didn't know this was part of urban, but newly, mm -hmm. N-U-U-L-Y is a monthly rental subscription service with um, all different types of urban brands incorporated in there, third-party labels, and one-of-a-kind vintage pieces for rent via a custom-built digital platform. Newly seeks to further... Um, to further shifting customer, that doesn't make sense, but okay. Newly <laughs> seeks to further the shifting customer shopping experience by giving subscribers access to a wide assortment of current fashion at a sustainably lower cost per wear than retail, solving the paradox of millennials' quest for fashion <laughs> newness along with the desire for a more sustainable lifestyle. So there's their target market right there. I, I awesome. love this. I, I didn't know. I had heard of Newly. Me too, but I, I didn't know it was urban. Before. I didn't know it was urban too. So now it makes me curious. I mean, yeah. I don't really go anywhere because I work from home, but like, I would definitely be interested in a subscription service of like anthropology brands. Yeah, that would be me too. amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and here's something that I didn't know either, but the first free people store opened in New Jersey in 2002. That's crazy. Yeah. Right. And it was a small mm -hmm. boutique and it was like, just like you think of anthropology, natural and rugged. Like that was the vibe. Honestly. I don't ever go into the free people store that's here. There's one. I just feel like free people isn't me. I it's love not, some of the stuff, yeah, but it's just yeah. not me. Yeah. It's interesting because I think that what was smart, you know, about the founders of Anthro or Urban um, is that they really tried to capture like the age of their client, mm. you know, of their demographic. So it's like they don't want their client to age out. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Their, their customer, sorry, to age out. So it's like, they looked at it like, uh, yeah, I don't really know where free people lays within it, to be honest with you. But like, when you look at it, like, it's like, you start out with urban, you move into anthropology. And now it's like, as that demographic is getting older, it's like, oh, gardening. They like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Flowers and pretty things. Oh, don't look at yeah. a cafe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's, they're pretty smart. I would say the folks mm -hmm. over there, urban and, and what they do. Um, but I agree with you. Like, I think free people is incredibly saturated. It's probably the most saturated brand that's out there. Um, most accessible clear, too. Clearly they do. Well, you know how you mentioned that they do wholesale. Clearly they still do wholesale because I free know people, a, lot yes. of, a lot of yeah, places that sell free people that are not in the urban brands. Um, so it is kind of interesting, you know, but I think, yeah, I think their history is kind of, kind of unique because I think a lot of us think of anthropology as a store, but really we need to kind of think of it as a department store. Yeah, agreed. Very, very agreed. different. And I think understand, they've just put so much energy into anthropology itself. Like Urban Outfitters will sell on its own because of the demographic that's a mm -hmm. part of it, where anthropology requires that extra step, with they, which they have done and, and, and they have done it so well and they continue to do it well. Um, and I also think, for I think it's smart the way that they have opened their brick and mortars as well. Mm -hmm. It's in centrally located places. They don't have too many of them. They don't want too many of them. They still want it to feel like a luxury, yeah. and, but still be accessible enough so that that age group that they're trying to focus on will want to go in and make a trip to go in. And mm -hmm. then while they're there, you want to keep them as long as possible. 
Absolutely. Because even, um, we didn't talk about, like, I think, I do think it's pronounced behold, 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 beholden, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it is their wedding line too. Yes. Like they're smart to think like, we need to also get into the wedding business. And so they have a lot of absolutely gorgeous and stunning yes. dresses, not only for brides, but also they do bridesmaids dresses. Mm-hmm. And they even have some some anthropologies will have a section where it's just that so it feels like a bridal boutique so mm-hmm. they really thought of all the angles of like their customer and what the customer goes through um I think the only thing I'm surprised that they don't have yet is like a children's line they and who knows line. maybe that's something that they'll work on I, I did read that they at one point had a men's line um in the oh, very yeah. very beginning but that yeah. didn't it, it didn't last long because they realized that just wasn't their target audience yep. That makes sense. I'm just thinking like I would totally be on the lookout for anthropology kid stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like right? Bowden, but better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I know that they have like small things in their house yeah. areas, but anyways, I digress. So <laughs> let's talk about, let's first talk about the, we're going to talk about brands now. Okay. Yeah. And so what we're going to talk about is in-house versus exclusive, right? Or like, I like to call them guest brands. So for those of you who just may not know this term, in-house just means it's made in-house. So it's made within the company Um, and it's typically not sold anywhere else, right? So it's just made by the brand itself and almost every single clothing company does this, folks. You know, like from Bloomingdale's to TJ Maxx, almost everybody has in-house brands. So it's their Mm -hmm. exclusive things that their own product development teams is usually what they're called, um, will develop and source and find either different factories. Um, They'll go out and buy complete lines, you know, and own them from overseas or here in the US. That's generally what they do. And for the most part, these in-house brands are going to have that infamous RN number, right? (laughs) So the 66170. I think every single reseller knew this number. Yeah, it's funny. I think it's the only RN number that they knew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as soon as you saw it, I was like, this is anthropology. <laughs> exactly. And so lots of times what people were finding was that they needed to find that number, but that wasn't always the case, right? Because they also have guest brands too, but we'll get into the guest brands in a little bit. But this 66170 number, I just want to talk really quickly about this. So this is like the registration number. This is the number that Urban has to register their products Um mostly for like overseas to bring the stuff into the US. Um, Every single brand has this. I actually have found this RN number thing to be very helpful because there has been times when a tag has been cut out and I don't know what it is. You can just go ahead. If you look up RN lookup, if you Google that, there's an actual website that you can just type in the RN number and it'll give you the formal name of the company. Now, sometimes the formal name right? Or, um, or the entity name might not be the actual name of right. the It doesn't company. match the brand. It might not match, but sometimes you, you can also do, again, a quick Google search of that and you'll be like, oh, it's actually like Ann Taylor Loft is under mm-hmm. this, this entity or whatever. Um, so back to the in-house brands. So I want to talk about some newer ones and some older ones, because I feel like for a long, like a lot of information that's out there is all about these older in-house brands, mm-hmm. which they don't exist anymore. Um, so again, a part of that, I think that whole restructuring of anthropology, there was a lot of changes that happened. Yeah. So I want to say in 2008, at least that's when, sorry, 2018, that's when I noticed that there was a change in anthropology where there were um, all the labels started saying 
from anthropology or for anthropology or mm-hmm. some kind of like anthropology on there, which I remember being really freaked out by this, Daniela, because I was like, oh my God, the thrift stores are now going to know which ones are from <laughs> it's anthropology. From anthropology. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah. Because it was like, they, they won't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they ended up doing is that they ended up paring down actually a lot of their in-house brands. And now they really only have three main core ones. Um, so the first one is Maeve. We all know Maeve. Oh, it's love Maeve. Love Maeve. Um, you know, th- there was descriptions on, on the site. I won't get into it about what Maeve is about, but very feminine, flowy, whimsical, really pretty pieces. Um, and now they have this line called by anthropology. So you'll either see it in a long gray tag or like in a white ta- tag that looks kind of like, um, it's like a cloth. Craft- paper yeah like a cloth like um muslin kind of um fabric and it says by anthropology and within anthropology within the by anthropology line there's actually different sublines in there Mm. so there's actually there's one called daily practice which is a really big one that daily practice you should look at that's basically their athletic line they do have artisan quilts too. I just found that one on their site and I thought it was interesting. And currently right now they have the Somerset collection. Oh, the best collection to ever exist. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Look oh. it up. It's so it's so clean, fresh. Like if you just- find the Somerset dress, all right. I'm gonna tell you right now, people I own two, like they are the it dress for anthropology period end they of story absolutely are so you've got those and then the third one that they kept was pilcrow formerly known as pilcrow and the letterpress this is basically all their in-house denim line yeah so denim jackets uh shorts jeans jumpsuits whatever denim it's their denim line some of the older tags that we don't that I don't see on the side anymore. Um, and like I said, my theory is that anthropology just decided to group all of these brands into the buy anthropology brand. Yeah. You know, before I always laugh because I always said, you know, if it looks crafty and it's got a bird on it, it's probably from anthropology. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's got some eyelet designs, it's anthro. Exactly. And I think they're kind of getting away from that like really crafty feel because mm. for a while there, I think they started really leaning very heavily towards that. I think almost like mod cloth kind of feel, you know, like I little was prints. just going to say, Jen, it's so funny you say that. I would love to see a co- collaboration with mod cloth and anthropology because I feel like if you put those two together, it would be something real amazing. It would be like disgustingly amazing. Yeah. But <laughs> yes, yes. But I think that they've like elevated their whole look too, because I think that that whole like crafty look mm. that they were kind of going for, um, I think that they... These are just my theories, okay, people. So, but I think that they just kind of felt like their 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 millennial customer, because that's mostly who they're, has kind of grown out of that, mm-hmm. and is trying to look a little bit, maybe more. I don't want to say sophisticated. That's probably not the right word, but just a little bit more tailored, a little bit more yeah. different. Um, I know for myself, like when I was in my early twenties and stuff, I was all about like having that more crafty, like fun, mm-hmm. kitschy look. And now I'm like, uh, I feel like I want to look a little bit more different, right? A little, yeah. little bit more, I'll say in air quotes, mature. Now you can wear whatever you want. You can wear, you can wear at whatever age you want. No one cares. You should just do you, you know, yeah. but that's what I think that they're thinking of. I just want to add to that too. I think that's where as resellers, we start to we started to see a decline in anthropology because those were the pieces that were in the thrift store. And that's not 
what the style or trend was on the resale market. And I think the reason why we're seeing anthropology kind of have an uptick in the resale market is because the styles have changed and now are mimicking more of the trends and styles that people want. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because now I'm seeing, it's funny because I feel like they tried to get away from that, but I feel like they're trying to come back a little bit to it. And I'll, we'll speak to that with some of the newer brands that I've mm-hmm. seen. Cause I'm seeing again, those like really fun animal prints, kitschy, you know, like kitschy yeah. prints and all that kind of stuff. So so some of the old brands that we, that you probably, if you, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to lose my voice for one second. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll talk about the first one, sleeping on snow. Do you remember when we used to find sleeping on snow back in the day when we started reselling, how oh, that yeah. was like the be all end all? Oh, a hundred percent. It was <laughs> it, so like stunning. Like they had gorgeous sweaters, gorgeous oh, the cardigans. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, and Again, folks, we're we're gonna talk about as many as we can, but there's just there's even off this list I'm seeing here, there's some that I'm missing, but there's just so many. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying we're trying to talk about the ones that are usually the usual suspects mm-hmm. that you tend to see a mm-hmm. lot there. So Sleeping on Snow is one of them. I think it was pronounced Odell. Odell, yeah. Odell I hate, is another I hated one. This one. I never liked Odell. It just again it just didn't make sense to me. It was too basic. It it didn't wear well. Once you washed it and you, you, if you find in thrift store, you will see it. It's like shrunken and it just yeah. doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had a lot of problems with, with the fabrication on it because people didn't know how to take care of it. Mm. Um, same thing with um, Deletta. Deletta is yeah. very outdated now. It has, it was all about like the pleated tops. Mm. They had a lot of really pretty pleated tops on there. Very but fitted. Very fitted, very fitted. Uh, Monolette Sours. Mm. So this was an absolutely beautiful dress line that they had. You can still find some really nice pieces, but again, it's pretty dated. Um, I probably wouldn't spend too much money on that one. But Meadow Rue is another one. Rick Rack, Moth, Sparrow. Okay, but I like Moth. I like Moth too. <laughs> I do. Moth was another nice sweater brand. I say the sweaters fine. were great. Um. And, you know, there could be some other pieces out there. Like we are going to talk with our Patreon group about the unicorns. Um, There are potentially some unicorns that can be out there for moth. But, um, and that was very popular and very big brand, but they're currently not selling them on the site anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, So. um, Sparrow. I didn't like Sparrow. Sparrow. Not a big fan of Sparrow. Elevensies. I liked Elevensies. They made more like um, really nice jumpsuits. And really nice pants, pairs of pants. Um, Florette. So um, another one was just, again, flowers, crafty tag, um, very feminine pieces. Um, Cartonier, they made really nice um, pants uh, for like work. Really nice blazers. blazers. One of my favorite blazers is from Cartonier. I still have it. Um, the postage stamp. I thought this was the cutest tag. It was a postage stamp. It was literally a postage stamp. It was so cute. I um, feel like tops. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. I feel like postage stamp was like their kind of like what daily practice has become. It was mm-hmm. like this more of a comfort, but they had some like some sweaters, some tops, some dresses, like that. Very casual. Very it casual. was, but it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Relatable, I guess, would be the word. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he, he, which was, um, or Hey, Hey, I don't know how to pronounce it, but they had a lot of jackets. Um, so I would say like, um, like your cargo jackets, like military, kind of like that green mm. army green. I own still two of them today. I really like them. Um, Aaron and Ari. So that was just a basic t-shirt line, a Kemi and Kim really beautiful 
beautiful pieces. They had really nice tops, but um, also sweaters. Actually, the sweater that I'm wearing is Kemi and Kim. Um, and HD in Paris. That's just the last mm -hmm. one. You know, really nice dresses. So we all have seen these. We've Absolutely. all seen these, right, in the thrift store. So um, I won't get into them too, too much, but at least for everyone in the general audience, I would say be mindful with these older brands. Yeah. Um, like I said, there are unicorns within there that we can share later, but you know, more than likely you probably shouldn't be spending your money here. I agree. I feel like I've seen Ari and Ari out in like other stores, but by its own brand, like its own tag, like not an anthropology, like the RN is not anthropology. You're right. You're right. You know, maybe that one is one that like, I just remember it maybe it used to be, but yeah. If if we're wrong, let us know, folks. Yeah. You know, I, you I mean, mm -hmm. we will talk about this, but anthropology did take on a lot of brands at one point that, mm -hmm. and then they don't have them anymore. Like this is just what they, they like recycle brands basically. Exactly. So who knows? They could be their own entity as well. I don't know. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure. Exactly. Um, and then let's go into the <clears throat> exclusive guest brands. So let me first break down what is no longer being sold. Oh, there you go again. Hold it's on. okay. Jen, Jen's recovering. <laughs> she's been ill. So she's recovering. Uh, the, the, so these are some anthro brands that you might've heard of, but they're just no longer sold at anthropology. And I can speak to the first one plenty by Tracy Reese. It is older. Um, they don't, I, I don't even know if they have it anymore. I don't think they do, but I yeah. just sold a Tracy Reese dress yesterday that I've had for three years because I refused to get rid of it. And I sold it for 20 bucks. I just wanted to get, I just wanted it out, but like, it just doesn't, people don't look for it. No, they really, they really don't. Um, and we can double check to make sure if there are any unicorns for this one, because yeah. there are their piece, her pieces are absolutely beautiful. beautiful dresses. And currently right now in anthropology, they're only selling about two pieces. So I think they're really looking to phase out of Tracy Reese. Um, it, yeah, it just, it's just no longer being carried. But again, when you go into your research, because I feel like there's so much out there about anthropology, but it's about like three to five years old, the mm. data, you're going to see a lot of this stuff. Um, another one is Ella Moss. Ella Moss was a really big one too. I see that all over the thrift stores. Mm -hmm. Would not recommend. Um, Rachel Polly. Rachel Polly also has her own line too now. So, um, you know, hit or miss. Any Sweet, Any Sweet also, they only have about four pieces left. She has a very strong line on her own. Yes. Um, so really beautiful dresses. Michael Stars, that's another one. That one is all over the thrift stores too. I would not pick that up. It's just general basic tees. And it's um, at Nordstrom Rack now. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. And same thing with the next one, Splendid. Splendid is everywhere. They have their own stores. They're in Nordstrom Rack. They're all over the yeah. place. So these are kind of brands that I hear a lot of people, like I said, used to talk about, but they're not in the stores anymore or they're getting phased out. So it seems. So now for the, the, the guest brands that are current now, this list is so big. Yes. So big. It's so big. I cannot name all of them. I'm sorry. I just can't go on the website. You'll see why like there, it's just ridiculous how many different brands are in um, anthropology. And it makes sense too, because now that we're saying that like um, the Nordstrom lady, Trisha, mm -hmm. I forget her last name, um, is now at Anthropology. So many of these brands I have seen at Nordstrom or I Nordstrom know. Rack. And it's like, they're like the hot brands. So it's almost like they're looking for the hottest brands that are out there and they want them in the stores. Obviously they're going to cherry pick the lines, right? Yeah. But 
there's definitely a huge mirroring. Well, here, I'm glad you obviously. bring this up because as as we dove into the history and the brands and everything, so like we've mentioned, some some of the older things, you can Google them and you'll get a feel, or you've seen them in the thrift store, you know what like what that vibe is. And the vibe of anthropology now, just given by what they've done, they have Maeve, which has always been their key seller because it's basically what everyone's looking for. Mm-hmm. I would say Maeve is basically what everyone's looking their for. Their baby, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And Pilkro is, denim's huge. So it makes sense they have Pilkro. But you can't sustain a store with those house brands because people don't want just buy anthropology stuff. They don't mm-hmm. because you are known for having all of these other sub brands. Now you're only going to have three and I got to just pick from the, like, that's, that's not going to be sustainable. So it's interesting to see them lean a little bit into almost like that mid-tier luxury market. And mm-hmm. and I think it goes with what they're trying, who they're trying to engage with. It's us, <laughs> like us millennials, that's who they want in there. And if they get anyone younger or older, cool, but like they know that we will spend money on some of these brands to get them because they're hyped up by an influencer, a blogger, whatever it is. Exactly, exactly. And I'm really glad that you said that, Daniela, because it goes to my next point that, you know, these styles are generally not exclusive to anthropology. No. Which is why I would not call these exclusive brands. You know, so even the styles that are there are not exclusive. So when you're going to look at reselling any of these brands, um, people are really looking for these brands on their own. It's not really going to help you to say sold at anthropology. It's it's not. Let's if anything, that might hurt you. Know? <laughs> yeah. So I I would just focus on the brand itself, you know, and and sell it under the brand, because like we said, a lot of these brands that I'm going to talk about here, they're everywhere. There, there's one brand when we get to it. I just want to make mm-hmm. a side note on oh, the okay. one uh, towards the end. Go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. So a couple like this is what's currently on the okay. side right now that I see. So and there's this changes. Velvet. This changes completely. And how I I based this too, folks, is that I looked to see that they had more than one or two selling. You know, they're kind of closer to like the 20 pieces, 30 Mm -hmm. pieces that they were selling because there is a ton, a ton of other brands there that they're selling three to five pieces, one piece, two pieces, not worth it, our time to talk about those. So like we said, Velvet from Graham and Spencer, this thing is everywhere. I've bought Velvet from Graham and Spencer on Amazon. It's I everywhere. bought it at TJ Maxx. <laughs> it's everywhere. Just, it's absolutely everywhere. The exactly. fact that they even carry it is like, okay, why? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It, does, it doesn't make really any sense. They have great, really great basic pieces. Probably yeah. that's why. Um, Walter Baker. So Walter Baker, again, is also at Nordstrom. Nordstrom mm. Rack, I've seen that. Farley. Big Farley brand, yeah. is huge right now. <laughs> huge. Oh, yes. Like it is, I didn't even realize they carried it until I found a piece about a month or so ago that was new at tags and it was an anthropology tag. I was like, oh, I didn't know anthropology carried this, but yeah, yeah. Varley mm-hmm. is like, I don't even know what to describe it. Like what is, what's a similar brand that's hot that it would kind of go with? I don't know. It's just a really hot brand. Yeah. Sweaters, it, basics. It's got everything. It's gorgeous. It's just like stunning workout pieces, not workout pieces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mother jeans, as we know, yeah. mother is still really big. Ugg. So you see what I mean? Like Ugg. Ugg is everywhere. There's like, there, there's not going to be a specific Ugg no, for anthropology. But I mm-hmm. und- if you go into their shoe category, they carry so many brands that like 
only big department stores will carry. Yes, yes. And I do have a side note about accessories here. So (laughs) Um, uh, Sundry, Sweaty Mm -hmm. Betty, TLA, Mm -hmm. Sundays, Selkie, Scotch. Tell people what Selkie is because some people won't know what Selkie is. Oh, Selkie, I believe it's an Australian brand. Mm. Um, It's a stunning dress. It's like a... Not like, taffeta, but it, it it gives like the uh, taffeta appearance. Yes, but it's also I, silky, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and it's like exaggerated shoulders, exaggerated bow. It's fairy tale. It's yeah. fairy tale ombre like, coloring. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely like definitely look it up. But it's it's just like you know, I'm a princess on my way to my corporate job. <laughs> And like, uh, if you, you know, just look them up on uh, the real real, for example, their resale is very high, like three to four hundred dollars. It's abs, but it's just stunning. The most whimsical, beautiful, like you said, overly exaggerated sleeves, long, beautiful, flowy hemlines, like mm-hmm. really, really nice stuff. What's Sundays? I don't think I know Sundays. Sundays. So Sundays is just like, you know, we should probably look this one up, but Sundays, Sundays. is Sundays. Let's Google. Let's do this together, friends. Do this really quick because I don't want to say it's wrong because there are two types we of Sundays. We are Sundays. Is that it? There is We Are Sundays. There is Sundays in Brooklyn, too. Oh. And then there's Sundays. So let's. Oh, goodness. Sight up here. Hmm. And you got it? No. Not yet. Hold on. I see we are Sundays. Sundays, yeah. So there's Sundays and there's Sundays in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, so basically, come on. Got it. Sunday in Brooklyn. I don't know why it's still showing me the summer collection, but. Huh. One moment. Sorry, guys. Here yeah. we are researching. Telling you, there's just so much. There's so, no way you can know it all. It's it's very like clean lines, mm. modern, mm. Uh, minimalist. I would say, but it's like really nice structure, jumpsuits, rompers. Um, oh wow, their retail is high. Yeah, the retail is definitely really high, and it's absolutely lovely. Like the pieces, there's not a lot of it out there, but I thought it was an honorable mention because. If, if, if it says Sunday on the tag, might mm. worth, be worth looking it up um, because, like I said, they had a couple of different like um, brands that say Sunday. I know Sunday's in Brooklyn. Sunday's in Brooklyn is an older, older brand for them. It's, it's a not, mature brand, right? It, it is. It has really nice, for the most part, I would say, um, tops. Mm. But it's definitely be mindful of picking that one up, Sunday's in Brooklyn, because it's it, it, it does okay. It does okay. They Oh, they do have some dresses too, but they're not as popular, I would say, Sundays in Brooklyn. Um, as I'm looking at it, mm-hmm. all the different Sunday versions of it, yep. whether mm-hmm. it's on anthropology or whatever, it's very like coastal grandma, but yeah, yeah, yeah. a little mm-hmm. nautical, but still modern. Like it's yeah. not totally coastal grandma, but it has a little bit of that like vibe to it with the clean lines and some stripes and the sock. Like it, it just, it has that vibe to it. Yes, exactly. Um, 
Where were we? Oh, right? scotch so, and soda. Scotch and Remember soda. When scotch and soda was like, like you found that that was a hidden gem. Congratulations. Wow. You're going to sell it for a lot of money. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Scotch and soda does very well. And they do have quite a few pieces um, now selling on anthropology's website. Huh. Um, so there's Sashin and Babi. Okay. So I that, can't sell a dress by this brand to save my life. I've had it for a year. Really hard. That one is really hard. They have really, really beautiful, elegant dresses. Um, like more formal wear, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, the real real does take it. So um you could try that. I know. Um, <laughs> but, but the price point isn't good there either. <laughs> no, 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 no. That one isn't. But they have a lot of it. And it's really a big line within their um beholden line too because it's very formal dresses uh roller rabbit is like more tunics um printed like like okay. um, very fun i've never found prints. it yeah that one's that one's a, that one's a fun one too rose garden i love rose garden i found uh very very big feminine um flowery dresses rose garden i'm looking it up because mm-hmm. oh pretty yeah i found a piece i i bought i re i found one on line um on Poshmark and, and bought bought it from somebody on Poshmark and resold it for quite a bit of money. Yeah, because it looks like it's sold at Saks Fifth Ave. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Nice. And then um there's Marie Marie. Oh there's best line ever if you find yeah. it in plus size. I want to say that right now. I have sold multiple of this brand um mm-hmm. blazers and dresses that were plus size because they make really beautiful Gorgeous. pieces they sell for almost retail people want the brand yeah marie marie is 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 stunning it absolutely is really beautiful they have right now about like 616 i would say pieces but it's just like it's it's really really pretty all their it's spelt m-a-r-e for those Mm -hmm. that that want to look it up so i don't know if it's like marie marie or Or mary mary mare mare i don't know maybe um then of course this one good american this is everywhere on their website everywhere good american farm rio huge okay this is my side note to farm rio yeah yes it is sold at anthropology there was a time where Farm Rio made exclusive pieces for anthropology. Those don't sell well. So please do your research on it because current Farm Rio, I would say probably is safe because they, it's not um, like one of those guest brands like mm-hmm. it used to be. Mm-hmm. But older Farm Rio that was sold at anthropology does not resell well. It does not. And it's very, very saturated. Very yes. saturated. Farm Rio is everywhere now. <laughs> It's everywhere. I even, I see it at like discount retailers now too. Yep. So, so please be careful. Please be careful. But there are definitely pieces that can command over $200 in resale. But um, again, do your research. Um, Eberj. So that is a really nice loungewear. Line. Yes. We talked about this in our lingerie mm-hmm. uh, episode. We did. We did um, Costa Bella, um, which I think off the top of my head, I can't remember if it's like dresses. They have um, tops too. They do. And the label is like a off like a long yeah, tag, right? And it's like a peach, not peach, maybe like a light blush pink kind of color and like Cosa Bella is written in cursive. Yes. Yes. I there. have yeah, exactly. And let's see, hold on. I gotta move us over. Oh, cloth so and stone. Cloth I am stone. so sick of seeing this brand. It's, it's pretty. I like it for myself, but I am it's- so sick of it mm-hmm. but something just to mention like you know you see cloth and stone is there and it's has a big footprint there big big footprint yeah um they make 
honestly, for me, they're one of my favorite brands. Um, for myself. For myself. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, of course, you have um, Citizens of Humanity is also there. Um, I feel like Citizens of Humanity doesn't get enough credit. Um, they do not. They're amazing. There, is, there are some styles that people will pay over $100 for secondhand. We so, could do a whole episode on like Citizens of Humanity. I, I agree because yeah. I just don't get the credit they like we always go to mother or a goldie and like okay fine but citizens of humanity makes a solid gene like i'm not joking if you ever have a chance to throw on a pair of citizens of humanity like you're welcome like yeah. honestly like they're they're amazing they're absolutely great jeans I, I love them they make them they they're so thoughtful of like the body and like different types of bodies too but this um, is a brand where people soft fall off at the same time as anthropology yeah. Yeah. what they don't realize is that even though it fell off it has come back and they have like a whole line dedicated to vintage inspired gene and mm-hmm. that line does so well they were so smart to make a comeback and just focus on vintage inspired jeans so smart absolutely um then you got you know beyond yoga which is everywhere Mm -hmm. um bella doll this is also i think where like that whole like nordstrom influence is coming because that is all that's everywhere too i would put that in the same category as cloth and stone wouldn't pick it up honestly but it's very expensive um and then there's oh gosh i was i was practicing this one i don't know beach riot um i think it's like um I can't remember, honestly, folks, but Beach Riot, they have a lot of it. I think it's, it is more like cover-ups. Yeah, but I, I, I think, don't they have um, leggings too? Beach Riot, Beach Riot. Uh, no, it's swimwear. Swimwear. It looks like, yeah, it's sold on Free People. Oh, Victoria's Secret sells it as well. Bloomingdale. They have a lot, a lot of like, like Sea Folly and like um, Stripes and Solid and like all the, all those. They have leggings because um, I feel like. I have, mm-hmm. I'm selling leggings by Beach Riot right now. Yep, they do. <laughs> they have, they have leggings too. But gotcha. swimwear is really what their heart is. Swimwear and cover-ups and all of that. Um, yeah. They're fun prints. They're like um, strawberries and bright colors and color blocking. And, you know, they're, they're very young, I would say. The the feel that I'm getting yes. is young. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Um, oh, I don't know how to say here. this either. Of a, a it. Aves Les Fleece. That's my guess sure, too. Sure. Um, again, I've seen this at Nordstrom, Nordstrom Rack. <clears throat> again, I think this is the influence of having people from Nordstrom's come. And then Agua Bendita. So okay, this is a this, brand I would love to find. Oh, I would love to find this one. Stunning, stunning dress. Holy retail. Yeah. Holy, holy retail. The, so, the dresses yeah. that they make. Are, like it is a holy grail of all holy grails. The dresses just just to put in perspective can go up to twelve hundred dollars, sixteen hundred dollars. Like they're expensive. They are very expensive. And like I'm looking at what um I'm actually looking at what anthropology is currently selling right now. And they're actually just selling mostly beachwear. Interesting. Like Cover ups. So maybe this brand, so Agua Bendita doesn't want to sell um I don't know maybe they want to sell it on their own their dresses I yes. mean I don't I don't blame especially when they command such a high dollar amount I mean these mm-hmm. dresses are beautiful Jack and Ryan who we love here have talked about it on their YouTube page before um I think they've actually found it I have never found it it yeah. is always like on my list of things that's, that I would love to find that's definitely on the Bolo brands yeah but as you can see folks 
there's just too many to kind of list. So I kind of wanted to talk about, like I said, some of the usual suspects. And then obviously some of the ones that Danielle and I have found that we're like, yes, that you should be paying attention, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to the, to those brands. Um, Now, a couple of other things that I've seen that kind of, I just wanted to kind of put a little, I thought this was kind of funny in my (laughs) research. I've seen so many things marked as anthropology and it drives me nuts. So a couple of things that I've noticed is like a lot of the urban outfitters lines are marked as anthropology. Mm -hmm. Do your research. They're not. So like kimchi blue, staring at stars, Cote, like all those are just all urban outfitters, but but they will have that six, six, one, seven, zero. That's what throws people off. Free people, same which isn't wrong, but again, but there's a big asterisk there. Yeah. Um, and then I've seen like Carlson. I've seen like all these other brands where I'm like, mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I, I, maybe that's something that anthropology didn't think of is because they use the same RN number for the urban brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like just having that one, like I understand why it's that RN number, but like you, you they're not the same. Yeah, anthropology is a very different market than exactly. than these others exactly so just a couple of other things that we can talk about at the end so just some categories that you want to focus on when you're thrifting um you know and I put we are going to go live on Poshmark with this because Danielle and I are going to look up some stuff if we need to mm-hmm. but like one thing that you really want to focus on are jackets oh jackets God. are huge huge, yes. huge with anthropology so take your time look at the jackets whether it's old or new definitely spend your time in here looking for pieces because jackets people are always looking for those and they make very well constructed Mm. nice jackets again Mm -hmm. there are going to be times where you might only get 35 dollars for a jacket or 40 dollars, which is okay um but if you're paying like bins prices or cheap prices like why not you know Mm -hmm. um dresses that's another huge huge category for anthropology anthropology is known for their dresses so mm-hmm. it's like what you want to focus on there is like we said farm rio has some really expensive really nice dresses hutch is another brand too that we didn't talk about that yep. um they're pretty new um to the anthropology family so they also sell a lot of really nice dresses mave also their dresses can sell very well um and i'm going to talk about this last one afterwards but yeah. Okay. That one, we can talk about that one. Okay. But those are just some of the dresses that I've seen. What about you, Danila? What are some dresses that you've seen? Um, well, we had mentioned the summer, the summer, um, the summer set collection. Summer set. That I think right now is their probably, probably like they, their high roller when it comes to a dress that's, I mean, it's not cheap. It's not. It's like anywhere from, I think, 140 to 160. So they're, they're expensive, but the, the way they've created and constructed them, it's something that you could wear to a bridal shower. It's something that you could wear to a wedding, something you could wear to work, which I have done too. It's, or for a holiday. Um, I feel like that look that they've done and they're made out of sustainable fabrics. They're mostly cottons or linens. Uh, they had, did have a velvet line that came out as well. Mm-hmm. They are really trying to encompass when, I, so when I look at that dress, I think of bohemian, but I also think of like a, I don't know how to describe it. Like that 1940s, 1950s feel that when women wore dresses, it was just very elegant and and beautiful. That that line right there for dresses is for me, if I were to ever find one in the wild, would be an absolute pickup. Um, mm-hmm. Maeve, I will always pick up Maeve dresses. So I'm with you on that. Really, when it comes to anthropology dresses, I'll buy the buy anthropology ones because I feel yeah. like it still has a following. People are still looking for it. 
I struggle a little bit with the other anthropology dresses that are out there, um, unless it's the wedding line. Like, I don't always pick up anthro dresses, even though I know that it can do well. I'm more of like the jackets, the coats. And and when you're and when you're looking at dresses too, I would say the longer the better. That's yeah, when it comes to case. anthropology, mm-hmm. the longer the better. So like the shorter dresses don't seem to command so much of a high dollar amount. It's like, is it long? Is it flowy? Check check. Okay. Right. Does it have a bohemian vibe to it? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Because they do also um, have a lot of very gorgeous dresses from Indian designers as well. Yes. That oh, do I sold one well. many years ago. Oh my God. What is the name of it? I'm not going to be able to pronounce this and I apologize, but it's like that. Um, let's see. I'll try it. It's very early in the morning for me, folks, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Banui by Joy- Joyti. Joyti. Okay. I'm Um, I'm scrolling back to all my anthropology sales to see if I can find it because I know I sold one very, very early on. Yes, that that brand does incredibly well. Um, Obviously, anything like we said from the Beholden line also sells very well. Um, Hmm. Let's see what else they have here. But yeah, like honestly, I would I would definitely focus on Bohemian, flowy, uh, very fun prints, colorful um you know silhouettes you know whimsical that kind of feel the more like smaller cocktail structure dresses not really and then if you're going to go with Maeve I would definitely go with Maeve from anthropology yeah I'm just looking just glancing at my sales quickly I just typed in anthropology to look I'm going to say the shorter dresses without a doubt are sold for me back in the day and currently between that 20 to 35 dollar mark they just don't have the same following um, but even Maeve from back in 2018 sold for 50 bucks for me for a dress. So I just think that there's something special about the Maeve pieces. This right here, Maeve anthropology embroidered dress. It was like an eyelet dress. I was so excited to find it. It was so pretty. It was like an emerald mm-hmm. green color sold for $55 in 2018. And I could probably sell it for the same amount now. Yeah. If I found yeah, it. They have great, great, great pieces, really great pieces. Um, we can talk about dresses all day long because their dresses Hutch, right here. Well. Anthropology Hutch, the mm-hmm. Olivia dress sold for $70. Yeah. When was yeah. this? 2021. Yeah. Anyway, I've been H- selling Hutch. anthropology for a long time. <laughs> Hutch has a has a has a pretty good following, I would definitely say. Um, next I would I would focus on jumpsuits. Jumpsuits are still really, really hot right now. Rompers still haven't made as big of a comeback, um, which I'm a little bit surprised, um, but I think they're not far behind. And um, jumpsuits, believe it or not, vintage 11Zs, people love their, um, love the silhouettes, love the prints, are looking for those. So definitely keep your eyes out for that one. Um, The daily practice jumpsuits do incredibly well. People really, really are looking up for those pieces. And of course, the Pilcro denim. Yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. You're talking 70 plus dollars for those. Yep. doesn't matter Absolutely. if it's new with tag or not. Absolutely. And then the last category that I want to focus on, which is kind of odd, um, <laughs> is actually sleepwear. So a lot of their pajama sets, if you go on to um, Poshmark and you look at just holds and they can go for hundreds of dollars. Like people are looking for these I, pajama sets. It's I would crazy. not think anthropology mm-hmm pajamas like that's not where my brain goes yeah yeah but if you look the, it up um you'll see like obviously if you have a set even better but sometimes people are looking for like the matching pant or the top or whatever they get the top for like a christmas present and they want the bottom yeah. so um and their sets like i'm talking like the really 
fun, fun printed, um, you know, just, um, you know, just colorful and fun prints. That's, that's kind of what people are looking for. It's not necessarily like the soft, loungy, flowy stuff, but people are looking for like the pajama sets with the fun prints on them. Huh. Good yes. to know. And um, let's see. And okay, so my other note is that I know we didn't, we're not going to touch on accessories. I'm sorry, but it's a completely different category. It's, it's just, it's another episode in itself. Yeah. Um, we can definitely talk about that at some other point, but there's a lot of money to be made in the bags and the shoes, but kind of like what Daniela was saying, it's just like, they grab the best of the best that's out there. They might have some in-house in brand stuff. I don't know because when it came to me for three, they selling, do. I mostly focused. Yeah. I, I mostly focused on the clothing, not so much. Yeah. I have sold some anthropology, like made by anthropology shoes, and they do really well too. I just think their craftsmanship in general when it comes to shoes, because they're known for selling really great shoes, like their anthropology shoe does well too, um, between the 50 to $80 mark. Yep. Yep. So, you know, again, we can definitely do another episode about that, but hopefully all (laughs) of this information that we gave you folks today will somewhat be helpful for Mm -hmm. you to look and um, start to assess anthropology for your business. Um, we're also going to put, like we said, in the show notes, a couple of really great references, some sites yep. that I go to that I've gone to in the past, um, YouTube videos from fellow resellers, some that have been on the podcast, um, have really great. And I think still relevant, even though if, if they're talking about older brands, it's good to just see the brands and see them talking about what their thought process is behind it. Um, so that will also give you some more information on that. But that's going to be everything for the regular episode on anthropology. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jen, for breaking it all down for us. I tried. <laughs> no, you did great. You did great. <laughs> um, it's just, it's a beast. And I think knowing a little bit of the backstory and understanding um, their current brands and what's really trending for them right now. I mean, I we say this every time we do a trend report, go to the anthropology website because they've done such a great job and look at their main page. And that is what people are looking for right now. Like they have just done such a great job at really housing what people want now. Um, if you just want to go on there and just browse and get an idea of what people are looking for, like you can use anthropology just for that if you don't want to sell it. Um, but I think anthropology is back on the rise. I think they have really made a mark again um, in the fashion market and people want it and they're looking for it and they're looking for certain pieces. So if you want to start dabbling back in anthropology, you can use this as a reference, go through mm-hmm. some of the brands that we talked about, and you can always message us if you have any questions and we'll, you know, we can try our best as well. But I hope you guys enjoyed this, another deep dive, and uh, we will be back next week for everyone who's listening. But for our Patreon group, we are going to now dive into things to skip and unicorns. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>